Okay, um, so yeah, we're back, and today we have on Danny Coyle. Um, so Danny right now is Paris based, um, and she works as an activist um, and is also a creative um, person that works in the creative field. She also is like an art director and working in animation and a bunch of stuff like that. But I'll let you kind of introduce yourself. Okay, thanks. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, my name is Danny. As Tabby said, I'm in Paris at the moment, but then I'm going to go start studying gender um, theory in um, the fall, in October, um, back in the UK. Um, and like Tabby said, I kind of do like work in, like, in the kind of activism um, sphere, um, specifically looking at intersex um sort of justice and rights but then spanning out into the broader queer rights and community as well um but then as a hustle day job i am a designer art director motion designer creative person which you can hire for money and i will do pretty much anything you pay me for um and yeah just like they kind of really feed into the other which is nice i i like to say that i'm a visual and visibility activist because a lot of the kind of activism i work that the activism work I do is visual and then also just by living visibly as well mm-hmm. um and that's kind of everything I found out I was intersex when I was 14 but I came out maybe two years ago now a year and a half ago um so yeah that brings us to about now yeah and you, you came nutshell. out quite publicly as well um which was like a, a really interesting decision um, but a good one, it seems like you've uh, really been able to kind of take that momentum, it seems, and um, kind of work towards uh, making changes that you want to see in the world happen. Totally. Like, I think because I was already working, like, kind of in publishing and with brands and in fashion as well, like, I kind of just used those connections to then take, like, the intersex movement kind of into those spheres, like, sort of piggybacking off their sort of brand visibility to sort of give visibility to these kind of issues that I'm trying to raise awareness from. Um, yeah, so I I came out via an article I wrote for ID, but I had worked for ID and Vice before. So this is kind of, again, like how my sort of creative practice really has fed into my activism because like the connections I've met through my day job has really like helped my platform for the intersex stuff. Um, yeah. Um, nice. And, um, yeah, I mean, maybe a question taking it back a little bit. Um, what made you want to get into activism in the way that you have? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, are intersex all over the world and a lot of people have kind of had similar lived experiences as yourself. Um, but maybe like what, what was like maybe the driving fire behind wanting to make change and wanting to um, bring visibility to, to some of these topics as, as strongly as you have? Mm, I feel like that's kind of tricky because like often sort of the people that like whatever, like whatever your thing is, like, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying it being intersex is my thing, but mm-hmm. like there's often something that is quite defining of you 
Um, and like, if it's not something particularly talked about or accepted within society, like whether that be like your sexuality or your gender expression or your sex differences or your skin color or like whatever it is, like, I think it's kind of like, like you almost don't have a choice. Like sort Mm. of, you know, I wasn't born like wanting to be like an insect activist. Like it would have been amazing if this had just been like, um, like second nature to everyone like it would be great not to have to like justify your existence every day and like fight for justice of your community but like often so many people don't have that privilege yeah so I think it didn't even really feel like a choice like it was never an active decision because Mm -hmm. essentially it was so defining of my childhood Mm -hmm. that it was kind of like either sort of like never have anyone know you properly or essentially never sort of make work and you know like classically like art school thing and like what everyone says it's like write about what you know or like create work about your experience like it's so as creative people like our identities and our experiences are so like you cannot unentwine them from your creative practice so yeah it never really felt like an active decision it just felt like supernatural and obviously like it's probably just a bit more like people haven't really heard about it before so it feels a bit different but I mean people are doing it all over the world with like a bunch of other stuff it's just that intersex is pretty like low-key on the radar you know yeah definitely so yeah yeah and you have like um besides kind of the the main uh activism part you also have like uh some other projects that you do where you're taking like portraits of different people who are intersex and and bringing awareness in like a more creative sense as well yeah totally so the portrait series is called interface and this is a project that like i love and i'm really passionate about but it's quite difficult um to sort of achieve in like bulk because intersex people like at the out intersex people that I can contact are kind of spread out all over the world and Mm. also obviously like during COVID times and just like generally it's not so good to travel so much so it's Mm. sort of like even just like one or two extra portraits a year is kind of like great for me at this sort of moment I'd love to like maybe have a year or like a travel of six months where I really commit to this but anybody listening like wants to fund that you just give me a message um so I think that would be amazing mm-hmm. uh, and I've got like some other things in the pipeline that I'd love to do some like a podcast series or like a little mini series um whether that be for like a brand or like a publication or I just do independently um yeah this is kind of like where I definitely want the work to go more towards like kind of talk less about my personal experience but sort of more combine. Mm-hmm the artistic practice with um the experiences of others just like I think that would be really cool mm-hmm. um yeah so uh kind of dialing back a little bit and asking a more abstract question that you can answer in, in any way suit that suits you um what are you seeking in life um I think like in terms of like the in, like the intersex advocacy in the movement, I would love like our movement to be on the same kind of level as like the queer like liberation, like gay liberation and also the, the visibility that the trans movement is has now and has gathered over the last years. 
I think in that sphere of things, that is kind of like what I'm working towards because at the moment, even within like the queer community, we're so often forgotten and it just pisses me off. Mm. Um, and it's just kind of boring. <laughs> um, but then like personally, I don't know. I just like really trying to find balance. Um, yeah. And just like the sort of balance between work and not work and then sort of like the balance of like wanting to be paid well and have nice things, but then also wanting to like not not rely on any of that. And, you know, mm. I don't really know what I want. Like it changes every day. Yeah. <laughs> right now I, I want like a citron tart from downstairs <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair. Well, I, hope, I hope that you can get that later <laughs> <laughs> that you can find your way to a citron tart um yeah I, I guess it is hard like balance yeah definitely is difficult when you're working for yourself and and I can imagine that maybe there's an extra layer of difficulty when you are so much like the face of your quote unquote like brand like of your your kind of push in the world out there where it's like your face um that's like speaking on like your your TikToks that I've watched and like kind of um speaking about these different issues like your your present as a person in them and mm. maybe I wonder as well like how do you find the separation maybe between your work and your activism and your personal life yeah that's so it like that's so hard and I feel like like finding that balance between like public and private but then obviously like it's insane like do you know I mean I'm not exactly like particularly public but then I feel like to to any degree people struggle with it um and like also just like the boundaries of having people that you like don't know commenting on videos and stuff and I like the whole point is that you make this stuff for people to see it but then it almost feels so invasive mm. um but it is really hard like I think just taking like breaks from it and stuff like I know that's such a boring answer but just like I spent last week I just deleted it off my phone and just mm. forgetting like do you know what I mean because it's so easy like you said if your face is kind of like your work or if like you so much become your work, like it's your, yeah. you're, you're a freelancer, blah, blah, blah. Like it's so difficult to sort of create those boundaries. Um, but yeah, I hopefully, I think it just gets easier in time as well. Like it's just like anything, it kind of comes with practice, I would hope. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. What are some things then maybe that you've learned since you first started doing this, like about, like a couple of years ago to now um, where you've had some time to kind of find the rhythm that you, you want to be doing. You've um, kind of also found new directions as well with like going to going back to school in the fall. Um, what would you say some of your biggest learnings have been? I think like the biggest one is like, you don't have to say yes to everything because mm -hmm. before like whatever landed in my inbox, I would be like, yeah 100% I can do that for you and now it's just so much like having like like more of a platform or having more more um like more say in what you do like is like everything you know because at the beginning kind of nobody wants to know and then after you've done it for a year or so you have a bit more control about what you can say yes and no to and I say that 
that has been like definitely the biggest blessing. Like now I can leave like DMs on red like, without feeling shit about it or, yeah. or it would keep me up at night. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and what else? I think that's like the main one. Definitely. Also just like trying not to replicate other people's stuff. Like, I mean, just doing your own thing. I think it's mm. so easy to like come and start this kind of like digital activism or like any any kind of advocacy or activism with like great intentions and then have it kind of be warped by the tools that you're using and it's so easy then to um compare yourself to others and sort of see oh that's performing better than that like you know it's like well you're not here for that you're you're here to say what you want to say you know yeah totally it can be hard I guess sometimes for us to not to to find a way to avoid quantifying ourselves totally and i mean the apps that we're using like that is how they survive like yeah. they give more visibility and exposure to those who can like get more reactions and stuff like that so it's so easy to then like even unconsciously align yourself with that mm. um even just to survive like in that way you know so um like not literally that was dramatic but just I mean like in the apps like do you know what I mean um yeah yeah Yeah. even just feeling like um I don't know (laughs) I sometimes think of like those rats that have like the the reward like stimulation like when I post to Instagram or something (laughs) it's just like I'm getting these like like stimulation uh responses or whatever it's Um, also like with activism and advocacy is especially like it doesn't work unless there are people hearing you like I mean it's like it's just there's no point um, uh, you might as well just be in your room talking to yourself like people yeah. like platform a platform is like needed mm-hmm. people need to hear what you're saying for it to have any effect mm-hmm. so it's so easy to get caught up in thinking like I need this big platform because that's otherwise I'm going to be like not be able to incite change mm-hmm. but then to get that you've got to like bend your morals or like your principles and it's just like finding again it's balance it's being able to sort of do both play the game while staying true to yourself yeah exactly um yeah I think that's probably one of the trickiest things to do for for activism and otherwise as well of totally um maintaining your most authentic voice while still kind of maximizing your ability to to make impact in the ways that you want to totally um, make, making yourself consumable but without being consumed do you know what I mean it's, mm, it's so hard like it, it is it is a tre- tread rope tread yeah tread rope is that a word maybe it's like treading on a rope it's very thin yeah. line to tread I uh, like a tightrope yeah tightrope thank you yeah tread yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> can be a new thing yeah started here um yeah definitely um but yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're, and it seems as well from from everything I'm seeing, you're kind of diversifying platforms and also just trying to be healthy about it, which is the most that you can do. Um, yeah, it's like what moving to Paris was all about. And it yeah. was like, just like taking long walks and like learning a language just because you think it's pretty mm. and like eating pastries every day just because they taste good mm. it's just like trying to rid yourself of the guilt of like 
you know, like not deserving pleasure just for the sake of it and just yeah. work constantly or like, yeah. like achieve the things you get, not achieve, but like deserve the things you get. Oh, what's the word? Like you've got to work to get good things when actually you just like, in, like as people, we just inherently deserve happiness. Yeah. That was kind of like the whole point of like moving here because my rent is ridiculously expensive and everything costs so much money and Mm. it's like it makes no logical sense apart from the fact that I just enjoy being here yeah and that's like um invaluable totally um yeah I think that uh I don't know maybe it's this thing like drilled into us about kind of just on what you said before of just like working a lot and stuff of just I don't know, like a capitalistic or like mindset, but also mixed in somehow with like maybe being raised in like quite a religious home. There's mm. sometimes like a an idea of like self suffering, and that's like and it's like or, it makes you like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah, you, exactly. It, it's like you be proud of. You should have self suffering because it's like um, you know part of life and it is like suffering is totally a part of life and like people who have gone through things like hopefully have been able to learn from it not all the time but and hopefully can make things easier for other people and and share that knowledge and stuff like that but inducing like self-suffrage upon oneself is like a very like weirdly catholic and also like anglo thing that's like somehow ingrained capitalistic like super capitalistic burnouts and it's like oh my god i'm just very busy at the moment i was at the office until like 8 p.m like it's not even 8 p.m i haven't had a full-time job in so long i don't even know (laughs) but like do you know i mean it's like 11 p.m it's like oh my god i was in the office so late last night we just had this shoot and i haven't slept in three days and it's like everybody's men sort of fawn around that and it's like Mm. no i don't want anything to do with it thank you yeah, totally. And I mean, you've worked in the fashion industry and I have also, and I think that it's super glamorized there of just like people being taken advantage of. And it's just like quite accepted as well of like, well, that's, them's the breaks, you know, like yeah. you're, that's just how it goes. Like it's part of the industry, like <laughs> cross your fingers that you can like move up in the ranks. And then one day you can be the one that's like, yeah. Uh, you can you know. move from the oppressed to the oppressor. Like that's exactly. it. Like, nobody Which is like that chain. quite a colonial actually <laughs> like <laughs> mindset. Weirdly. Yeah, yeah. We glamorize our abusers. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, you're living in Paris right now. Um, and you're in Berlin for how many years again? Um, I was in Berlin for three years, pretty much, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You moved to Paris um, kind of during last year. Um, how was it moving during the pandemic? Um, it was like pretty challenging, if I'm honest. Like, this was the first place that I've ever moved to on my own um like even when I went to uni I moved with friends and do do you know what I mean up until like even like I mean I think really it is the actual first place I've ever been on my own so that was like a challenge in and of itself but again like it's the exact reason why I wanted to move like I wanted to give that challenge to myself because I think I was sort of like falling into the same sort of habits and just like being too comfortable so I wanted to give that like shake up 
Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like moving to a new country with a new language and everything is going to be tricky. Like, but added on top of a um, a lockdown and also winter. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I was a bit naive about how difficult it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I've really learned to love spending time with myself, and mm-hmm. I've learned like so much so many new skills and you know I've really like without sounding cheesy like I've really found out who my friends are like but not in like a bad way like oh you're not my friend but yeah you know like I think it really takes you to leave a place to really like you realize who you stay in contact with and people who you had no idea you 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 didn't think that would happen with it really does and I think Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful and I feel like only after you leave a place can you truly start to like romanticize and process it totally Um, and I think that's been really lovely to be able to look back on my time and realize how incredible it was there. And mm-hmm. even if I don't want to live there anymore, like to still appreciate it. Totally. It gave you so much. Oh my God. So much. Like mm-hmm. can't even begin to like unpack how much it did. Yeah. Incredible amounts. It'll probably take a while as well too. Like even though maybe you've entered a romantic period with it already, it'll probably take some time to, to truly unpack it mm, for sure no yeah. I mean I literally like moved there as a kid not out like mm. have never really had any queer friends like I met my first non-binary friends there I learned how to use pr- I knew learned what pronouns were <laughs> like, yeah. like, like like so much it's insane like um I met the truly first queer family I've ever had like mm. I owe it so much I really do and then professionally on another the other end like having like had my first job but like also freelance job and internships and meeting so many great people Mm -hmm. it was so good yeah definitely um yeah and I mean moving somewhere on your own is definitely I think it's a good experience and I kind of think it's something that I would recommend everyone to do at least once yeah yeah how did Um, you find it did you move to Berlin alone Oh my God. I didn't know anyone in Europe. (laughs) Like looking back, (laughs) like I had a friendly acquaintance in Berlin and I had like someone who I didn't really keep in contact much with uh, that I'd gone to school with in Canada and and she lives in London. Um, But that was it. Like looking back, I was speaking to a friend recently and I like packed up all my stuff and I like moved to Berlin not knowing anyone, knowing very little German, and just like, yeah, just did it. And I like it's coming up to the five year mark, and I'm also going to be heading to to New York uh, as a next location, I guess, to live and maybe also having started to enter that romantic period. Mm. Um, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was kind of a crazy thing to do. Totally yeah no but um, I, like you said I feel like you learn so much about yourself and totally like I'm such a different person than I was like last year like if you had told me I'd be able to like leave, live in a city on my own and sort mm. of go for dinner on my own and you know like all of these things would have seemed too anxiety inducing before do you know what I mean like it's essentially yeah. it gives you the option of like you either spend your whole time on your own or you have to put yourself out there and meet new mm-hmm. people it just gives you that clarity and then after a while it just doesn't become a big deal at all and I think mm. that's really really like a valuable skill to have yeah totally I mean I'm 
so different to like looking back five years ago. And like you said, even, even just one year ago to now, like you can see the change and it's like extremely market, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you're going back to school in the fall for gender studies. You've been, you're still deciding, but you've been accepted to a number of schools. Um, yeah. And how do you feel about that? If I'm honest, I'm so excited about this. Like, I'm proper anxious about going back to, like, academic schools. Like, I haven't – I've never done – like, I didn't even do A-levels. I went into the fashion diploma. (laughs) Like, looking back, I'm like – I feel like my parent – like, my mum had too much trust in me from a young age. Like, I'm like, I can't (laughs) believe you just let me go and do a fucking, like, fashion diploma. Oh, my Um, God. But you're doing doing great. yeah and she gave me like 20 quid a day to get the train like two two towns away like I was always like from a young age I fucking like knew what I wanted so I haven't done academics in like since I was 15 and that was like GCSE level which is like so I'm really nervous about this but I think all in all it'll be incredible like I'm hoping the networks that these universities will provide will be great um mm-hmm. and I'd love to like we were talking about it the other day like maybe move to America for a while after as mm-hmm. well which I think will be easier as a new graduate mm-hmm. um and I'm just so excited to be back in the UK and like just like have shit chat with like people I don't know in the street and like yeah like, be nice to waitresses and be like oh how is your day like do you know what I mean just sort of like, you're, <laughs> yeah you're integrated a bit more because yeah. after spending like three four years in Europe you just like constantly kind of feel like as an outsider um Mm. and it'll just be so nice to just like really feel and like keep up with the news and like do my activism more in real life and actually understand what's going on and see friends and family more often like I miss my nan you know (laughs) it's just all of this shit it'll just be so nice to be able to do um and I feel like the lockdown has really made me a bit soppy um and I think just having a bit more time on my own to process like past and whatever like Mm -hmm. I think I really blocked a lot of it out and like which included sort of family friends parents like Mm -hmm. school memories like all of that stuff and now it's like I'm really ready to like go back and like reopen all of this and really sort of reconnect with everyone that I sort of either like lost contact with or pushed away or you know like yeah it'll be a really nice nice year I'm hoping Mm. yeah definitely I I mean I think as well like not only being away but maybe with the restrictions on travel and stuff like that like you really realize things that are important in Mm. a different way um yeah Definitely. Um, I think with the like saying things, like just chatting the servers and stuff like that, it's also maybe a cultural thing. Sometimes I think like mm, when I whenever I visit the UK, um, I mean obviously they're both Commonwealth, like Canada and the UK, mm-hmm. but people are so friendly there, and like sometimes I there's like a, a chatty warmth maybe. Mm. <laughs> It's a bit different from from some other places in Europe. Totally. I mean, it's just like we have a laugh, man. Like mm. it's just so fun. Like I forget how just how much fun it can like a party can be if you can actually talk to everyone there. Like, and I know that sounds like really silly. Like I know in Berlin everybody speaks 
like English but like in France especially like I'm just so sick of being that person at the table like not really knowing what's going on and obviously like I came here to push myself and learn French and all of these things but it would just be so cool to like walk into a room and know I can talk to everyone here and just like and I feel like I'm a lot more tolerant since living in other countries like maybe for things like languages and things like that if I was in England before and somebody couldn't really speak that good English I wouldn't really give them the time of day because again like we didn't have that really we didn't have that kind of education in England Mm. I think we're catered to too easily so we become quite intolerant of other people but Mm. now sort of knowing how it feels like Jesus Christ like yeah I think coming back will be a really different experience for me especially being in like a, a, a town um, or a university town and there would be so many international people and really interesting mm. stories and doing a course like gender there's going to be so many interesting opinions and yeah definitely yeah and I mean gender is looked at as you completely know already like it's so interesting that the way that gender is like looked at within so many different cultures and so Very many good. different communities and like really getting like a a super broad perspective on that I think is going to be mind-blowing yeah yeah I Mm. think it will be extremely like self-led but I think like there will be lots and lots of opportunity to speak to like the other people on the course and other people um like I know Oxford I'm not sure at Cambridge but at Oxford they have like queer networks so it's not even like people who are doing just gender it's about queer people studying in Oxford like generally they've got that whole network and you know like they have such great resources and I think it's just going to be like a really great experience Mm -hmm. um just like holistically um uh yeah yeah totally um yeah, and yeah, I mean, so you mentioned maybe perhaps moving to the US or, or America after that. Um, but maybe other than like a potential move, what are things that you want to do after you graduate if if you have anything in mind already? I would love to like start an organization or like a collective. I have so many things in my head, like it changes Mm. every week. I don't know how you find it, but like I literally come up with a new thing every week and I think it's like the best idea ever. And then by the next week, I'm like forgotten it. I feel like it's really quite stressful. But um, at the moment, like I essentially would love, I feel like the insects community in America has like a really, really great base um, and they have like really great organizations, which are really, they have full-time employees and, you know, it's like, from the surface anyway obviously I don't know what's going on internally but from the outside like you really sort of know what's what's up you know they have like conferences and da 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 and it really seems like they've got a strong base of activists and people and personalities and whatever and I really feel like that's sometimes lacking in the UK and Europe um and I would really sort of love to be one of the people to um really build that platform Mm. Um, and I have so many incredible insect friends in the UK and they're doing such amazing stuff and I really just want to help facilitate what they're doing and like help get their work noticed and you know sort of create that kind of UK sort of collective voice mm. so it sort of becomes like a leading voice mm-hmm. um, for the intersect global movement um, and so then sort of using that platform to um uh like 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like microphone? No. Elevate? No. Mm. <laughs> oh God. Sometimes it just happens like this where words just fall out of my head. Like, <laughs> um, like elevate the voices of like the people that don't have as much privilege as we do in, yeah. in, in that kind of thing. So that is definitely like what I would love to start while I'm at uni and then carry on with that post uni. Um, Mm. And that's kind of just like it. That's kind of like the life goal, you know, Mm. Um, and whatever form, what other like whatever form, other forms that take, that that would be great. Yeah. Um, My dad's going to listen to this. I can hear myself saying like so much. No, no. I also. (laughs) I literally can't stop now. Yeah, yeah. I told you not to do that. <laughs> no, it's, I, I do that definitely um, yeah. in moments as well. Um, yeah. For kind of stuff outside of your practice, both like in activism and, and creativity, um, maybe talking about personal goals or like personal things. I, I know that they're, they're so conjoined, like, mm-hmm. um, because they're they're certainly parts of you, but you're learning French, um, and that's like why you moved to France. Um, but what are some other things that you want to do? I think that's such a good question, and I think this is like kind of what I'm on the search for. Like this is going back to like what we were saying earlier about the balance. Is like I think for a lot of creative people, and I think for a lot of traumatized kids, we interchange. Like we almost like our personalities or our self-worth is linked to our productivity or like how good our grades are or how successful we're being and this kind of thing and even something as like innocent sounding as learning French like sometimes I question like am I learning this because I enjoy it or am I learning it so it's like another notch on the belt or like what you know so I really don't know if I'm honest Mm. I think this is kind of like on the journey I and we are all on Mm -hmm. um I would love to speak French fluently mm-hmm. and maybe even learn other languages I'd love to learn Italian and maybe Russian I think that would be cool. mm-hmm. um uh, and I want to like read as much as I can and travel and see as much of the world as I can and kind of yeah um this sounds like such a bad Instagram post <laughs> like white no, girls no. um I'm not really sure like that's you know it seems like such a simple question but it's so interesting like when you're kind of asked so like point blankly it's so like who am I Mm. (laughs) like have a mental breakdown on your podcast (laughs) (laughs) like an emotional breakdown um Mm. yeah just be like happy man you know just like not, not have to worry about like what other people think and like be able to like give it all up and still be happy I think more and more I'm getting broody as fuck like I never mm. thought I wanted a family like but like now I'm kind of thinking that would be so cool to adopt like a bunch of fucking insect kids and have Aww. like a clan of insect kids and a big old house and yeah totally. that would be really cool yeah um, and I think just like improve upon my like personal and intimate relationships and, you know, just keep trying to do better and be better and as a friend and as like as family and, you know, mm. just all of the, all of the good stuff. Keep eating mm. good food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drink um, less, exercise more. Yeah, totally. Basics. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, 
investing in relationships, like whatever denomination they may be, um, maybe especially with COVID and everything and um, the introspection that that's brought for everyone. It's like a big thing that a lot of people, including myself, I think have, um, yeah, I've been thinking about. Well, normally, like normal life is so distracting normally. So when you took Mm. all of that away, it really... Like, we, we couldn't be distracted by all the stuff we normally do. Yeah, totally. Like, all the external stimulation has been exactly. quieted, and then we're kind of very much forced to listen to the internal. You're just left with yourself, of, and it's like, yeah. God, you really have to look at it in the mirror, and it's like, do I like this? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. in whatever way. And it's tough sometimes. I mean, I think it's always it should be tough actually yeah. i think um, is, i'm should... so sorry to anyone listening like this is the most depressing <laughs> no no <laughs> this is like really i think this is stuff everyone can relate to as well um, and i think that that's like maybe for me at least like what i really want to bring to this is like bring on people and and like have conversations where um yeah where it's okay to be vulnerable as well yeah. and where we're just like able to speak like very authentically Openly. and like plainly yeah. yeah no that's really nice yeah um yeah is there um we've so we've gone through quite a bit we've gone through kind of your journey and what you're doing now what you want to do in the future kind of the ways that you're also looking to to um, have personal development and also like separation and and also like the ways that your your life and your your work and activism like crossover um, in very deep ways. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about um, here? Mm. I think maybe one thing that like has really been brought to my attention recently, which is like really incredible. And I thank the people kind of like in my circle that maybe not directly to me, but who have been having these kind of conversations and that I've kind of seen them having is like the sort of dynamic of sort of putting, especially with internet activism and advocacy, um, sort of how um, kind of damaging kind of having sort of activist influences and stuff like this can be Mm. because often with these kind of movements it is for the kind of um like the idea like it's for the community you know so putting sort of like one person on a pedestal and giving them like do you know what I mean like the second Mm. you like a trans person you could think of like India Moore or Munro Bergdorf and like whenever you think of an insect person you could think of like Hannah Gabby or like Pigeon or you know all of these people like how incredibly important their work is but then actually like we're celebrating these very like privileged individuals Mm. um rather than kind of like the the people who are getting like beat up on the street every day and who can't afford like care like health care or and I don't know, like, I don't really know, like, what I want to say about that, apart from just, like, I think the more I sort of verbalise, like, what you don't want, the more sort of it will sort of guide you in that direction, you know? I think that this is kind of going back to the balance that we were saying earlier, like, it's so easy to kind of get caught up in, like, 
all of the fun stuff that comes along with jobs like ours mm. <laughs> like all of the free stuff that people send you or like all mm. of the really cool jobs you get given but then I think you just like even if it's just as simple as this like verbalizing like this is like for a community and not for yourself and mm. like all of that jazz I think that's really important to say yeah definitely it can be um really funny maybe to understand like the implications of platform capitalism and maybe how uh sellable a person is who maybe does represent a community but then how and often like they're they're most privileged of that that community like they're like the the top 0.5 percent yeah um, while the rest of like everybody else like they're the iceberg while everyone else is sort of underwater yeah um, yeah totally. and, and like yeah. how to how to make sure that the people who are in that community who maybe aren't in those positions are able to also see changes that are long-lasting and and actually affecting totally and I've seen so much online at the moment about like like increased visibility without like protection is just a trap and like Mm. this is important because obviously like I wouldn't want to be doing any kind of activism which is like getting attention and then it's actually putting other intersex or trans people in danger Mm. and like I mean it's just really important to have that um realization every now and then and I think like everything is so shiny all the time like it's so easy to get caught up in it Mm -hmm. and um yeah just checking back in is is great yeah definitely that's a a really good point and I think something that is very wise and and important to keep mind of um yeah um but is there yeah, that's yeah. the thing I would love to say I think Dang. Well, this has been a pleasure and thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing your experiences and your stories and your, your wisdom and just for, yeah, sharing also what you're seeking and, and what you're finding. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. You. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, chat soon and yeah, have a great evening. Thank you. Lots of love.